Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers, to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 16, page 357. Preserve me, O God, for in thee have I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my God, I have no good like unto thee. All my delight is upon the saints that are in the earth, and upon such as excel in virtue. But they that run after another God shall have great trouble. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, neither make mention of their names within my lips. The Lord himself is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou shalt maintain my lot. The lot has fallen unto me in a fair ground, yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will thank the Lord for giving me warning. My reins also chasten me in the night season. I have set the Lord always before me, for he is on my right hand, therefore I shall not fall. Wherefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For why thou shalt not leave my soul in hell? Neither shalt thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Thou shalt show me the path of life. 
In thy presence is the fullness of joy, and at thy right hand there is pleasure forevermore. Psalm 20. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary, and strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thy offerings, and accept thy burnt sacrifice. Grant thee thy heart's desire, and fulfill all thy mind. We will rejoice in thy salvation, and triumph in the name of the Lord our God. The Lord perform all thy petitions. Now know I that the Lord helpeth his anointed, and will hear him from his holy heaven, even with the wholesome strength of his right hand. Some put their trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save, Lord, and hear us. O King of heaven, we we call upon thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Here beginneth the sixth chapter of the book of Esther. That night the king could not sleep, so one was commanded to bring the book of the records of the chronicles, and they were read before the king, and it was found written that Mordecai had told of Big Thana and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs, the doorkeepers, who had sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. Then the king said, What honor or dignity has been bestowed on Mordecai for this? And the king's servants who attended him said, Nothing has been done for him. So the king said, Who is in the court? Now Haman had just entered the outer court of the king's palace to suggest that the king hang Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. The king's servants said to him, Haman is there, standing in the court. And the king said, Let him come in. So Haman came in, and the king asked him, What shall be done for the man whom the king delights to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, Whom would the king delight to honor more than me? And Haman answered the king, For the man whom the king delights to honor, let a royal robe be brought which the king has worn, and a horse on which the king has ridden, which has a royal crest placed on its head. Then let this robe and horse be delivered to the hand of the one of the king's most noble princes, that he may array the man whom the king delights to honor. Then parade him on horseback through the city square, and proclaim before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. Then the king said to Haman, Hurry, take the robe and the horse, as you have suggested, and do so for Mordecai the Jew, who sits within the king's gate. Leave nothing undone of all that you have spoken. So Haman took the robe and the horse, arrayed Mordecai, and led him on horseback through the city square, and proclaimed before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. Afterward Mordecai went back to the king's gate, but Haman hurried to his house, mourning and with his head covered. When Haman told his wife Zeresh and all his friends everything that had happened to him, the wise men and his wife Zeresh said to him, If Mordecai, before whom you have begun to fall, is of Jewish descent, you will not prevail against him, but will surely fall before him. While they were still talking with him, the king's eunuchs came, and hastened to bring Haman to the banquet which Esther had prepared. Here ended the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, 
and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second chapter of Paul's epistle to the Romans. Therefore you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are, who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath on the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds, eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality, but to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish, on every soul of man who does evil, of the Jew first and also of the Greek, but glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. For as many as have sinned without law will also perish without law, and as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are a law to themselves who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. In the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel, here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou, thy servant, depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light in the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. 
The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant to us, Lord, we beseech thee, the Spirit, to think and do always such things as are right, that we, who cannot do anything that is good without thee, may by thee be enabled to live according to thy will, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so Esther chapter 6. Esther 6 is really at the center of the story, and it serves as the pivotal moment, the pivotal point uh, for the narrative. So many have commented on this. I, I don't proclaim to have, uh, I'm not smart enough to have seen this myself, but there's a very clear, clearly laid out structure in Esther um, with a lot of dramatic irony and then reversal where the things that were happening in the first half kind of come to a pivot point in chapter six and then they start being reversed in the remainder of the book. Um, so we begin with the Jews being in low estate, the Persians are portrayed as being very great, and then we see this journey of Haman being elevated, then from there we have the decree to kill the Jews, and then finally Haman's plan to put Mordecai to death. So in chapter 6 here, this all comes to a point as Haman is headed to speak to the king about having Mordecai uh, ex executed. But all the while, not knowingly, uh, the king had had a dream and he remembered how Mordecai had actually saved his life. So it's Mordecai then and not Haman who gets honored. And now everything, again, the, the path that's gone, the first half of the book starts changing and it's all being reversed. So. Mordecai um, will start on this upward path. Haman starts on this downward path. He will be executed, ironically, on the same instrument that he prepared for Mordecai. Um, and then from there we have the decree, which reverses the first decree, uh, the decree to enable the, the Jews to defend themselves, thus setting themselves up for victory. Mordecai continues to be elevated. 
at the end of the book, the Jews are the ones who end up as great, just like the Persians in the beginning. So again, this is very clearly laid out, and it's this chapter, chapter 6, which is the kind of center and pivotal point for the book. It's interesting throughout, um, you know, God is never, I'm sure you've heard this and noticed this, God is never mentioned uh, at all in the whole book. Um, but it's almost as though the invitation then is for the reader to look for the ways that God is indeed working, providentially working things out on behalf of his people, even when he's absent, and even significantly, I think, with this book, with Esther, uh, when his people aren't really in a great moral state. Um, there's a lot of kind of immorality in this book, and it's not even like Mordecai and Esther are following the Torah. So it's, again, this message to see how God, even though it might appear that he might be absent, and even when his people aren't necessarily doing what uh, he would like them to do, how he is still present and working things out for their good. So then in um, our second lesson, Romans chapter 2, so here Paul does this a lot. So he's engaged in a diatribe, and I think it makes it kind of, uh, personally I find it difficult to understand Paul sometimes in his letters because it's almost as though you only get one half of the conversation. He's like, he has this interlocutor that he's responding to, but it's like uh, only hearing one end of a phone conversation where you have to then try to guess based on what you're hearing from the person in the room, what the person on the other, uh, the other end of the line is saying. So that's what's going on here. So, I mean, I think we can surmise that presumably here, Paul has in mind and he's responding to the Jewish person who believes that because of his status, uh, by heritage, by blood, his status in the Old Covenant, that he has some kind of uh, ground to stand on before God in the Day of Judgment. And especially, too, that he has some ground to stand on over and against the Gentiles who don't have the law. Um, so what Paul is arguing, and we see this throughout the first three chapters here, what he's trying to establish and convince both Jew and Gentile of is really the reality of sin. And sin is this pervasive reality that touches everything, uh, and it touches everyone, both Jew and Gentile, and there's no escaping it. And this is the fundamental issue that will need to be resolved. Uh, he will later then uh, lay out the work of Christ then as the answer to this. So the underlying principle, it seems to be in, in Romans chapter 2 that Paul is speaking of, is God's fairness in his judgment. So God will not show any favoritism to the Jewish person. If anything, you can make the argument that the Jewish person would be held uh, or would be found more guilty because precisely because they have the law based on that principle of with more privilege comes more responsibility. So at the end of the day, I think uh, we best sum up Romans chapter 2 with what we see in verse 13. Paul's point is that it's not having or possessing the law. It's not the one who goes to the synagogue on the Sabbath and hears the Torah read to them. But it's actually the person, regardless of who they are, regardless of their ethnicity and heritage, it's the person who actually does the law. This is the one who, was, who will be counted as righteous on the last day. And this is a common principle that's repeated in the New Testament, even by Jesus himself, is that it is, again, it's not those who hear the word of God, but those who actually put the word of God and put the will of God into practice in their lives 
those are the ones who make up the true family of God. So we will pray our intercession on page 590. Take a minute, call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same and his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, and minister to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Thanks, Father Kevin. Good night, Bye -bye. everybody. Good night.